Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. It is the season, the season of his birth. So I have a really short teaching that I want to do, um, and then we're going to give people a general dismissal to go and play, and then uh, we'll do some cleanup. So uh, thank you once again. So today I want to talk about tabernacles and the Virgin Mary. Tabernacles is the theological and cultural setting of the incarnation of Jesus, the eternal son of the eternal God. And he came by way of a supernatural miraculous conception and a very humble birth as Isaiah prophesied he would be born of a virgin and be known as Emmanuel God with us as glorious and as exciting as this is it spilled trouble for the young woman named Miriam or Mary who was a virgin betrothed to Joseph so in this short teaching we'll take a closer look at Mary's calling to conceive and bear the eternal son of the eternal God. Luke chapter 1, 26 through 38. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Keep in mind, Mary was a young woman. Most scholars say she was right around that 15, 16, maybe 17 years of age, but she was a young woman, and she was a virgin. She had not known any man sexually. She's a young virgin woman betrothed to the love of her life, Joseph. Verse 28, and coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. So note that Mary was favored of God. God highly favored Mary. Now in the Catholic Protestant tradition, you have Mary either being worshipped or rarely, if ever, mentioned. It's two ends of the spectrum. Today I hope we get that middle ground and begin to understand who Mary was. Favored of God. And the angel said, God is with you. And that's in contradistinction to all the other women in Israel. In other words, she stands out, head above all other women in Israel. Favored of God, chosen of God, and God is with her in a unique and powerful way. Verse 29. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So again, this is an extraordinary woman in the heart of God. Who she was and how she had responded to God growing up made the difference. It caught God's attention. Her disposition, her character. There were things about Mary, her virtue 
that garnered the eyes of the Lord, caught the attention of God, moved his heart, and he then chooses her. These are the things that gained the attention of God. This is what Mary, made Mary unique among all the other women. Verse 31. The angel says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Now we can only imagine what Mary's hearing in her ears. As this angel proclaims, the very phraseology, the very promises about the Messiah that Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years earlier. She's chosen to conceive in a miraculous way, a supernatural way, and to beget the Son of the Eternal God. This woman would surpass all other women in terms of the favor of God because the task of it at hand will be the highest task given to any woman, past, present, or future. This is the incarnation of the eternal Son of God. He always existed, one with God, and somehow he's going to enter her womb and be born by her, nurtured by her, raised by her. You can imagine how overwhelming this would be for Mary, she is therefore greater than Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, the very mothers of the 12 tribes of Israel. She's greater than Esther, who moved the Persian Empire to protect God's people. She's the mother of the Messiah. Think about that. She's the mother of the eternal son of the eternal God. In some way, in some sense, we could say that she is the mother of God. Is, is that going too far? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. The word who who is God, becomes a human being through begettal, by being born of a virgin. In that sense, Mary is the mother of God. Can you catch the heights and the glory and the honor given to Miriam to carry in her womb the very eternal son of the eternal God? So, Mary said to the angel, how can this be, seeing that I am a virgin? It's a great question. Mary's hearing all this stuff being spoken to her, beginning to realize the import of this. And then she says to the angel, wait a minute. I'm not even married. See, she's presuming that this, this birth somehow is going to come through her and Joseph once they're married. She's thinking that God's going to use Joseph and bring about a son who's going to be the Messiah. That's her presumption, right? She's saying, well, wait a minute. We got a problem because I'm not even married yet. I'm betrothed. So how is this going to take place? The angel answered and said to her, 
The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. In other words, Mary, this is going to be a birth like no other. It's not going to come through natural means. It's not going to come through Joseph. The power of the Holy Spirit is going to cause you to conceive the eternal Son of God in your womb. A miraculous, supernatural conception. We call it the incarnation when God became a man. God coming to us as one of us through a supernatural human conception. Yeshua will be the second Adam. His birth is unique. It's supernatural. Therefore, he will come through that process of begettal without a sin nature. He's like the first Adam. In fact, he's called the second Adam. The first Adam did not have a sin nature until he fell. Then his nature was corrupted. Prior to that, he was perfect. The second Adam, Yeshua, will be perfect without sin because he's conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what makes his birth different from all other births. And this is what makes Mary's conception different than all other women who have conceived. And behold, verse 36, even your relative Elizabeth also has conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible for God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now we read that and most often overlook really what it's saying. When Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done according to your word. She wasn't saying, Hey, this is a great idea. Can't wait for this to happen. Man, this is like my will. Let it be done. No, she's saying, I'm a bond slave. Who am I to say no? I'm saying yes because it's actually your will. And, and who am I to resist the will of God? But here's the risk. I'm going to conceive and I'm not even married. What does that look like in my community? What will people say of me? Will they not consider me immoral? Will they not call me a fornicator? What about my name, my family's name? This is a huge risk for her. She risks losing everything, including the man she loves and has committed to marry. But for her, her love and faith in God is greater than all of that. In fact, it's what transcends these fears and risks. And this is the glory of Mary, by the way. This we see as the character and virtue of Mary. She could have said no. She could have averted all of this. But she loved God so much, she said, I'll carry that burden and now that reputation. Your will be done. Though we do not and would never worship her, we will give her the highest honor among women. Think of how important and honorable Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah are. And know well that Mary is worthy of much 
much more honor. Think of how important and honorable Esther is. And note that Mary transcends that honor greatly. And if you care to study Revelation 12, you'll note that in Messiah, you, you in Messiah have become her children. You're referred to as the children of Mary. We too are the children of Miriam. In other words, spiritually speaking, she is our mother, our mother. So let's honor Mary in this season as well. Let's look into her life and see the price she paid to carry in her womb the eternal son of the eternal God. And let's find that middle ground of exalting and honoring her without going to the point of worship. But gone are the days where we'll overlook these great women in the word of God and their place in the plan of God for our salvation. It's amazing in every way. So I have a short video for you, and then we'll close. So if we can turn off the lights back here. Uh, we have a video that um, is about, uh, depicts Mary and her, and, and her birth. So I hope you enjoy this. What an amazing depiction of the birth of Messiah. I really liked when they looked down at where they're going to go in and have the baby, and it looks like a little sukkah, if you, if you caught that. It's powerful. Okay, so uh, in conclusion, the birth of Jesus was a supernatural phenomenon. Born of a virgin who never knew anyone sexually. It was by the power of the Holy Spirit that she conceived. She was and is and will remain honored above all women, both now and forevermore. For this, we too honor her above all other women. She's not only the mother of the eternal Son of God, she is our mother. Therefore, we will highly exalt her, not worship her, but highly exalt her, giving her the same favor and the same honor that our Father in heaven has already given her. So now, may God increase our joy in this season as we broaden our understanding of all that surrounds this holy week of his birth. Teach your children well. Read to them the accounts of his birth this week. Use the, the sukkah to tell the stories. Give them a visual through a nativity scene. And don't forget, lots of food, lots of singing and dancing, and fellowship with others this, this week. Throw a sukkah party and go to a sukkah party. Make it a big deal. This is the glory of the birth of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Aksamayach. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.